This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Lance, just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it. You're pressing the pick confirm button. The pick confirm button is the OK button, Brad. Yeah, Brad. It is the OK button, Brad. And it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that counted to infinity twice and lost his virginity before his dad did. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Colby, a.k.a. the Coldopotamus. And if I'm around you and you see me out and about, don't be shy. Don't be shy at all. Just grab me by my Ferme and park it all the way up in there as it is the Park It In My Ferme show, the number one comedy F1 podcast on the planet, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, review, previews, love triangles, F1 calendar, news updates, and more. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, wow, we. What a show we have for you today. Episode 81 is here. But don't be sad if you've missed out on the previous 80. No, no, no. Just head on over to parkingitbyfermate.com and download every single episode ever made. Better yet, you want to look down at that podcast listening device? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Look at that sexy subscribe and follow button. Oh, it's, it's begging you, pleading you. Just wishing you would gently stroke and caress it. Oh, oh my, that's it, that's it. Oh, not too hard. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. 
But there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Kildopotamus twice a week. No, 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 no. But if you can't get enough, then head on over to the socials as well. And park it in my firm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into the DMs and t- don't you worry your pretty little head as I catch you and whisper sweet nothings into you. I do love the back and forth I have with you guys on the socials, especially when the race is on. Ooh. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, nothing. Because nothing has really happened at all. And it's starting to really piss me off. When you're trying to produce the number one Comedy F1 podcast in the world two times a week, you need some shit to go down. So that's kind of sucking. You know, it sucks. But let's officially go through the F1 calendar for 2022. It's officially been updated, released. Look, there's a couple of changes from the last time we discussed it. Look at all the pros and cons of this thing, as well as give you the no- not one. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give you one, but I'm going to give you two. Cody's top five. Klaus, you were just a little bit slow on that. Okay, if you could please wake the fuck up. Klaus, wake up. Okay, we're not going to give you one, but two. Cody's top five. Okay, that was a little bit better. Looking at the top five tracks that need to get the boot from the calendar and the top five that we all want to see come back. Oh, baby. As well as a brand new spanking episode of Crofty's Love Files. That and a whole bunch more. So, don't you go anywhere. Instead, change into something a little more comfortable. Or just sit there butt naked. Grab yourself a nice six-pack of Budweiser as we are at the Circuit of the Americas today. Put your feet up, relax, and enjoy the show. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Kimmy? Radio check. Radio check. If you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, give me box, box if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. I can't hear you. But I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box if you can hear me. Still will hear me? No, I can't hear you. you now hear me? No, negative. But you answer still. If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear, I hear you. Okay. All right. So, the official 2022 F1 calendar has been released, subject to change, of course. They, they say it's the official one. We've got it all finalized, but it's gonna, it's still going to have some changes. But there's a few little head-scratching decisions that need to be broken down. They're doing their F1 calendar over 23 races next season, spanning from the 20th of March in Bahrain, to the 20th of November in Abu Dhabi. It will be the busiest season we have ever had with now the most amount of races ever in a Formula One calendar. Not to mention adding seven or eight sprint qualifying sessions to that as well, just for a little bit of fun. As a racing fan, I was over the moon at the thought of seeing more races. But the more I thought about it, the more I think that maybe 23 races might be a little bit too much. Especially when you start thinking of the logistics of it, where teams need to travel in such a short turnaround and how long these team members will be away from their friends and family. But this calendar certainly does have its pros and cons. So without further ado, it's time for... Pros and cons, pros and cons. What does that even stand for? Is it prostitutes and convicts? I don't know, but we go on. Look out. Here are the pros and cons. Oh, my. Oh, yes, indeed. 
It is pros and cons, prostitutes and convicts. Let's go deep diving into it, looking at the pros and cons, look at all the cons. Now that we have an official 2022 F1 calendar and not just a rumored one. So let's begin. Well, the first pro was pretty obvious. It is more races as a race fan. You want, if we could race 365 days, you would want it. We want to see races all the time. As a race fan, you just want to sit back. You want to relax. You want to watch that racing. You don't want all the fluffing about. You don't want all the traveling in between. You just want race after race, exciting races, not boring races too. And I think we're getting that stage where most race weekends, it's going to be something exciting. Con, they're less special now. That's it. The more you get of something, the less special it's going to be. You know, if I'm seeing pictures of naked ladies every single day, then seeing the pictures of those naked ladies again, it's not going to be as special, is it? No. We're racing, every, we're racing, what is it, one every couple of weeks now. It's going to become less special. The Formula One event is not going to be sort of a big spectacle anymore. It's just going to be, it's just going to be another race. The Pro. More sponsorship opportunity, sport makes more money. Now we know cash is king and a lot of us hate the fact that the FIA make all their decisions based on the amount of money they can make. But it is important to keep the sport alive. These cars, logistics, the travel, the technology, all of that jazz requires a lot of money to keep the sport running. The more races, the more sponsorship opportunities, the more money the FIA, the teams, the drivers, everyone else can make from it. The cons, logistical nightmares. You know how much these teams have got to lug around from racetrack to racetrack. You know, we've got a triple header in there that's going to take us from Sochi down to Singapore to Japan. That's a triple header. You know, you're not even going to have time to scratch yourself. That is non-stop just lugging equipment around, traveling halfway around the globe in a couple of weeks. It's not easy. You're starting in Bahrain with a double header there, then off to Australia. You know, Bahrain, Jeddah, then Australia. They're your first three races. It's a lot of back and forth. Pro, economic benefit for the cities. There's a reason why these cities want to have it on. Yes, they'll probably pay quite a bit of money. The governments will at least pay a lot of money to try and get their city to host a Formula One event. But the economy boosts. People want to travel all around that country to that city. I know personally, I've traveled to a lot of Formula One events. There are thousands and thousands of people, there are tens of thousands of people spending money at the hotels, spending money at the pubs and clubs around the place, buying the merchandise. The economy is booming. But there's a con. We've got now a smaller cost cap with more races. So, last year it was 17 races in a shortened season. This year it's 22 races. They wanted 23. Next year it's going to be 23 races. Okay. And we're having a cost cap. So it's 145 million this year. Next year with one extra race, it's 140 million. The year after it's 135 million. So there's more of a chance to damage your car, more of a chance that you'll need repairs and engine changes, but you're limited cash wise. You're gonna have to take penalties, start from the back of the grid. Pro, there's more access for the fans. 
We're now going to cities that have never hosted it before. We're going to Jeddah. We're going to Miami. You're now getting this new audience around there. You're going to get new fans engaged in it. How many people would I read an article today about JJ Watt? Fell in love with Formula One because he was a drive to survivor. He watched DTS. Now he's DTF down to Formula One. So it's good. We're getting more fans access to everything. And that's what the sport needs. Right now, it's that elite sport that half the fans in the world or a lot of fans in the world can't even get access to. But now they can. And that's good. Con, 23 races in 35 weeks. You take out the three weeks in the middle of the year for the summer break. All of a sudden, that's 23 races in 32 weeks. That is ridiculous. When you're traveling from one end of the globe to the other. That's going to be hard. Pro, double header at the start and at the end of the season. What I hated so much this year was we had our one race in Bahrain. Then all of a sudden, it was a three-week break until we had a race again in Imola. This next year, they've got it right. And I understand that wasn't the plan. It was initially meant to be Australia in there. And then Melbourne had what it had going on. COVID reasons. Couldn't run it. But that's okay. They've got it all sorted next year. It's going to be Bahrain and Jeddah back-to-back. Hopefully Jeddah's good because Bahrain has been mint the last few seasons. And we've got to finish off the season by going to Brazil and then immediately Abu Dhabi. There's not going to be any breaks in between. And I love that. Because if all of a sudden, the season's already sorted, but we got back-to-back, we're not waiting. We're, we're at our hungriest at the start of the season. If it's a tight season, we want to be there right at the end. We don't want to wait, wait, wait. We want it straight away. Con. If someone pulls away with the championship midway through the season, it's going to be a quite boring, long season to watch. If, if you get one of those seasons where, you know, Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen's up by 200 points halfway through the year, or just after the halfway mark, then those last 14, oh, they last 10 races. There's so many races that we're going to now sit there going, well, this doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Pro. Miami. I mean, I'm excited for the, for the what do they call it? I can't even remember the name of the Grand Prix. But that Miami track next year, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I will say this one thing. America. You guys put on a good sporting event. All right, you do it right, especially in Miami. How many Super Bowls have you had there? You know what you're doing. You're a party city. Get everything going. I'm excited. I reckon Miami could do a fantastic job. It all comes down to that track, though. You know what you're doing event-wise. Can you put on a half-decent racetrack? We're about to find out, but that is a huge pro of the calendar for next year. Con, Middle East. You've got so many Middle Eastern tracks now. You've got Jeddah that we don't know if it's going to be good or not. This year, you're racing at Qatar. You've got Bahrain. You've got Abu Dhabi. You know, there's no South Africa on there. You know, you've just sliced out an entire continent. There's only one South American race. When you've got such a rich heritage of Argentinian, of Brazilian drivers. But that's it. That, that's what I've really taken away from looking at this calendar. They are the pros and the cons. I am excited. My, my big takeaway is, yes, I don't think the races will mean as much, but if they're anything like this season, if we can get that competitiveness that we've had this season, then that big 23 race season next year, I'm excited. I'm excited. 
I think there's going to be a lot of issues. There's going to be a lot of teething, especially with a new car as well. But hey, that was your pros and cons. Pros and cons, pros and cons. What does that even stand for? Is it prostitutes and convicts? Yes. I don't know, but we go on. Look out. Here are the pros and cons. Well, that was your pros and cons. Let me know what you think over on the socials at Parking in My Fairbay on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But now. Time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, hi, I'm a stat man. Now let's have a look at the stat this week or this episode because there'll be another one in a few days' time. So since Silverstone, the British Grand Prix, Max or Lewis haven't led the Drivers' Championship by more than eight points. Max led by eight after the British Grand Prix. Hungary, Lewis then led it by eight. Belgium, Lewis then led it by only three. After the Dutch Grand Prix, Max led it by only three. Then by five after Monza. Lewis led by two after Russia. And now Max leads by six. Oh, so many chops and changes. I'm excited for the rest of this season. How's that for your stat of the week? Bada bada bee, ba ba bada boo. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's now time for your first of two... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. This time it's the top five circuits that have no business being on the 2022 Formula 1 calendar. Get them out of here. But obviously, money makes the world go round. Money talks. Cash is king. So we've got our unknowns, Miami and Jeddah. I'm not going to put them on there, even though there's already question marks about Jeddah. I don't think it's uh, fair to really write any of those two off just yet, but we're going to start with number five. Cody's top five. Jesus fucking Christ, Klaus. Sort your shit out. Number five, Imola. Now, now, don't get angry. Imola's done great the last two years, being that place we need to go to just because everywhere in the world is uh, affected by COVID. We need a place to race. And it's got such rich history there. But I think that's what happens. A lot of people fall in love with that. They don't actually look at the races. Now, Imola was a pretty decent race this year. But why was it a decent race? Lando Norris nearly got on pole from qualifying. He was 0.002 seconds off it. Then had a lap time deleted for running wide. You know, Bottas and Russell collided into each other. Hamilton went off the track, then reversed back onto it. But why? All those things happened only because it was raining. Imola the year before, no rain, and it was a fairly boring, uneventful race. You need rain at Imola to make it interesting when the cars are as big as they are now. 
Imola, bye-bye. Get the hell off my calendar. Number four. Coldies Top 5. In Coldies Top 5 is the French Grand Prix, the Paul Ricard circuit. It gives me a damn headache just looking at it with the blue and red around the outside, the lines. Oh, my gosh. It is one of the ugliest circuits we race at by a long, 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 long way. It, it wasn't even... A lot of people say the race was half decent. I don't think it was. I, I still found the racing boring. Generally speaking, it puts on a boring race when there's so much runoff area like that. Yes, those grippy lines rip up your tires, but still... Drivers aren't discouraged from going as wide as possible to get around them. You've got so much room there. Please redesign the layout. I've got no problem with going to the French uh, Grand Prix or going to France in general, but you just need to design a better track. That is woeful. Sort it out. Paul Ricard circuit. Get that F off my 2022 Formula 1 calendar. Number three. Coldies Top 5. Sochi. Russia Grand Prix. Look. They're building another Russian circuit. That's going to be out here, not next year. 2023, we're moving. But we've still got Sochi next year. And everyone's going to say, oh, but Sochi, it was the race of the season. Race of the season. Norris, he could have won. He didn't. Hamilton pitted. Max from last to second. Race of the season. Calm down. It was not the race of the season. It was a good effing race. But why? Huh? You know why that race was good? Because it rained. You can't design a racetrack hoping that the weather will make it good or not. You design a good racetrack, and if we get some weather, downpour on it, bit of rain, bit of sprinkles on it, then it becomes good, even better. But you've got a crap racetrack built around stupid Winter Olympics that shouldn't have ever happened. That track is woeful. We need to get that the F out of the 2022 calendar. Moving on, number three. Coldies Top 5. Oh, Coldies Top 5 circuits that have no business. Wait, did I say number three? Klaus, what number did I say? It should be number two, Klaus. You idiot, you're fired. Number two on... Coldies Top 5. Coldies Top 5 circuits that have no business being on the calendar. Next season, the Spanish Grand Prix. Second de Barcelona, Catalunya. Look, you've had your chance. You've had a good run. You've been around for decades. You're woeful. Move on. You're great with the superbikes. I've seen the MotoGP when it's run there. It's exciting. But Formula One, no. Nah, you're not doing it for me. There's never any overtaking. It's difficult to do so. It's never raining. It's just not a good circuit at all. Hey, I think you should have a track at Spanish Grand Prix and a track somewhere in Spain. But the second to Casalona, Barcelona, Namanuno? Nah. Nada. Get rid of it. Woeful. Moving on. Number one. Coldies Top 5. Coldies Top 5 circuits that have no business being on the F1 calendar next year. Abu Dhabi. Now look. I, I want to be proven wrong on this. Because later on, we're racing at Abu Dhabi. We haven't even raced there this year yet, and they have altered the circuit a little bit. And the cars next year will be smaller, which means overtakes will be easier. But 
As it stands right now, no, the Yas Marina circuit can get the F off the Formula 1 2022 calendar. There's no overtaking. The runoff areas are so wide. The problem with the Yas Marina circuit is you've got these long DRS straights where the car behind can get all the way up, all the way up, all the way up, overtake, and then goes into a slow corner. And then later on in that same lap, it's another DRS straight where there's a sharp corner at the end for that person to overtake. So they're basically just going back and forth each time. You're never actually able to pull away of the car that you just overtook in front of you. It's just woeful. It's just not got any business. The, the track design has been woeful. I'm not even the only one saying this. A lot of drivers have said this. Daniel Ricciardo has said this. A lot of drivers aren't happy with this. And the problem with it as well is the last few years have been so boring in terms of the race for the championship. By the time we get down to the Yas Marina circuit, it's already decided. We're just, we're just doing it for fun. Max Verstappen won it last year. Do any of you remember that? It was great to see, but the race itself, no. Then it was like three overtakes for the whole race. It was just woeful. But they were Caldies. Caldies. Top, top five. Come on. Come on. See what happens. I'll fire Klaus. Now I've got to press the buttons and they're not working. One second. Okay. All right. Let's try again. That was... Caldies. Top five. Top five circuits that have no business being on the calendar for 2022. What do you guys think? Are there anything... Did, what, did I get it wrong? Let me know on the socials. That park it in my family, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But I didn't. I know I didn't. Come on. Hey, my little muffins. My legends. It's a called eponymous. I ain't getting it wrong. Wow. It's now time once again for Crofty's Love Files. After joining the Mile High Club on his trip over to Texas, will Crofty continue to find love? I bet you he will. Well, let's find out. landed in Austin. And I went straight to the hotel penthouse suite because I'm David fucking Croft. I looked out the window to see Martin Brundle poolside chatting up a few Texan beauties. Karun Chandok was attempting to chat up the ladies as well, but to no avail. Because of course, he loved the ladies, but the ladies did not love him. I poured myself a double Maduri on ice and thought that... All about Anita Hardcock, who had welcomed me to the Mile High Club with open arms and very open legs. I looked over a few of the cases I'd brought with me from New York office to Texas. I thought getting away from it all would have helped me solve some of them, but alas, I couldn't get my head straight. I continued to enjoy the view, looking out towards the circuit of the Americas, getting ready for another race. That's when it all happened. There was a knock at my door. Who's there, I asked. Housekeeping, the feminine voice from behind the door said. I made my way over to the door. It was troubling that housekeeping on the day that I moved in was coming to my door. I knew something was up. I opened the door and there stood one of the most beautiful girls I'd ever seen standing in front of me in a maid's outfit that seemed four sizes too small. She looked stunning. My surface was starting to rub her up. Please, come on in, I said to her as I made my way back inside. 
I turned towards the double Midori on ice and made my way back towards the window. I could see her reflection in the glass. She then all of a sudden pulled a pistol out from between her cleavage. She aimed it at my back. Please, please, darling, put that down, I asked. She kept her aim at me while I turned around slowly. I studied her like I was Sebastian Vettel in the garage looking at other teams' cars. She started to look familiar. That's when I noticed a tear starting to trickle out of her eyes and down her cheek, like the rains on a Turkish F1 race day. What's your name, dollface? I asked. You dick! You don't even remember me! You broke my heart! We had the best sex ever! And you just ignored me and you never called like you said you would. My mind was racing. Which girl could this be? There have been hundreds, thousands. You are impossible. My name is Miss Fingerdoo. Wilma Fingerdoo. Of course, I know who it is. I had to head overseas, darling, immediately after we made love. I was about to call you, I swear. I said to her, not knowing who the hell she was, but I knew the ladies. I I made my way over to her. She was shaking like a Red Bull flexi rear wing. I placed my hand on the gun and helped her slowly lower it. We don't want anything like that to go off accidentally, do we? She was frustrated and angry, but being David Croft, I knew exactly what she really wanted. I grabbed her waist. I pulled her in close. Her body pressed against mine. Oh, Mr. Mr. Crofter, I can feel you're a bit straight. She grabbed my face and pulled me in for a kiss. I snatched the gun out of her hand and threw it on the sofa nearby. It misfired and hit the light bulb, making the room pitch black. Somehow, even though the window was, was right there and it was daytime. But like, guess it's lights out. And away we go. Well, it looked like Crofty got himself out of that little pickle, didn't he? Will he finally remember who Wilma Fingerdoo is? Or will Wilma Fingerdoo get her hands on his gun once more? Find out on the next exciting episode of... Crofty's Love Files. What an episode of Crofty's Love Files that is! And an episode of... Parking in my fair, mate. Of course, it's episode 81. One of the better episodes. If you didn't know anything about podcast episode styles, 81 is usually that best one. That's, that's what I've been told. But I'm a bit exhausted. I need to relax. I need a nice uh, stiff drink. Nice, nice cup of coffee to just sort of perk me up. Oh, lucky I've got one of my number one company F1 podcast Pimp merch mugs right here. You can pick it up yourself at parkingmyfairbay.com slash merch. Link in description, of course, of course. And and you know what? You know why? A lot of people want to stop at the shirts. Stop at the hoodies. No, no, no. I'll give you the mugs as well. Because sometimes I understand you've got to wear suits to work. But you still want to represent the number one company F1 podcast. 
to your friends and family. And that's where the mugs come in. And you know why I've done that? You know why I did that? That's it. Ow. We give the people what they want. Two sizes, two. You think I'm going to stop at one size? I think I'll give you the 11 ounce. Oh, no, I'll give you a 15 ounce for the ones that really want a good drink. And you know why I've done that? Because I love you guys and I'm doing it with free shipping. Free shipping worldwide. You want to be where? In the middle of the Pacific Ocean? On a yacht? And you want that You want that mug delivered to you? Yeah, it's coming. You're on the International Space Station and you need that mug? Oh, it's on its way. Free shipping, baby. And you know why I've done that? You know why? You got to give the people That's it. That's it. I'm just trying to give the people what they want, and what they want is to not worry about freight rates, shipping rates worldwide. No. You just want that cool pimp merch. You want that mug. You want that shirt. You want that hoodie. Beanie. You want it, you want it all. You want to look good. Okay, but what if I could tell you you could look good and still get 5% off that as well with the exclusive podcast listeners code because my muffins, my legends out there, Hey, I'm going to give you a little, little bit of a discount here. Podcast exclusive five. If you use that promo code, it's below in the description as well. You will then give yourself 5% off the total purchase price. Hey, better yet, if you sign up to be a legend on the Legends Club over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash parkingmyfermate, you'll get a 20% discount code just because I love you that much. But podcast exclusive five, that's for everyone that listens to this podcast Chuck that in there. Give yourself 5% off. Pick yourself up a new mug, a new shirt, a new hoodie. You want to stay cozy in those winter months, don't you? You know why I've done that for you? It's because. I give the people what they want. Well, well, well. Uh, Klaus. Klaus, we had a little chat. Turns out I can't do the show without you. Do you... Want to come and press the buttons again? Was that a yes? You got to... Oh, my God, man. Learn to speak. Okay, you do? Okay, because it's time for... Cody's Top 5. Top 5 racetracks that missed out. Or that we would like to see back into Formula 1. Now, this one is exciting. We don't need to be so negative like we were before. We just want these five races back, baby. So, what tracks are there that have... In the world at the moment. Now, they may not be FIA grade one, but that's okay. They have been Formula One circuits in the past, and we would like them to get back in. Oh, I know we would. Oh, I know it. So we're going to start out. These aren't in any particular order, although number one, I've definitely saved as my favorite for a very biased particular reason. But we're going to go with number five. Cody's top five. Cody's top five jacks that missed out and should be on the F1 calendar. Watkins Glen, the Glen. Now, the US, we know. You know how to hold yourself a big grand sporting event. You just do. Super Bowls. Oh, my God. Concerts. Oh, my Lord. You guys know what you're doing? They just, you just do. They get the chance with Miami next year. So, they'll have two. All right, that'll be Coda and Miami. But I would love to see a return of a third race. Because North America. I mean, you've got Mexico. You've got Canada. You've got the two in the America, in US right now. Let's get another one there. Let's just bang them all out, all five. Just bang, bang, bang. Get them all sorted. So that way, logistically, teams are easier to move around. So I say, yeah, give them one more. 
Now, Watkins Glen, the Glen will need a big, big upgrade. It isn't, I don't think it is an FIA grade one anymore, but the way it's designed is set up for perfect competitive racing. A lot of sharp corners, a lot of sweeping right-handers as well. Left-handers, all kind of handers, lots of hands. All right, some great straights as well. In the 20 years it ran there, there were 15 different race winners. Seven different constructors. It's a circuit not designed for one particular team. You're not going to have one team dominate there. You need circuits like that where you're rocking up and you go, oh, I don't know who's going to win this year. I don't know who's going to win this year. It doesn't really suit this person, this person, this person, this person. That's what you want. So the Glen, welcome back on my list. Next up, number four. Cody's top five. Cody's top five tracks that should be on the calendar because I've said so. Hockenheim Ring. Or the Nürburgring. Something in Germany. Are you kidding me? You got nothing? You don't have a German Grand Prix? You don't have a German Grand Prix? I mean, the person that's won the most amount of world championships is German. You've got another four-time driver right now who's German. You've got a huge supporter base in Germany. Why not? Mercedes is German. <laughs> Why not have a German Grand Prix? This seems absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous that they haven't gone back there. Hockenheim Ring is amazing circuit as well. You've got to have another one just for the fact that the person who's won the most amount of German Grand Prix is someone that was racing during the Nazi era. So if you go to that Wikipedia page right now, you will see the Nazi flag. So wouldn't Formula One want to step in and just go, oh, let's do something about that. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's Germany. They know motorsport. There's been so many good German race car drivers in Formula One. Bring it back. Hey, number three in. Cody's top five. Cody's top five tracks that have missed out and we need them back on the circuit. Turkey. Look, a lot of people were saying that last race was kind of meh. But right now, they've been back for two races in the last, what, eight years or whatever. And they've been two bangers. Lance Stroll on pole. Hamilton getting his most amount of wins ever in Formula 1. Well, I mean, Bottas getting his first and only win in, in a year. They're, it's it's a good track. It's giving us a lot of drama. I just think they should give it another couple of shots before we F it right off. Now, look, could it be better? I don't know. Look, in if I'm going through a list of hundreds of tracks, would this be in the top five? No. But in terms of tracks that are ready, ready to go, know what they're doing. Come on, man. You can't. You can't. That's a different segment. But that one's making the list. Number two. Cody's top five. Cody's top five. Now, look. This one's hit or miss, but I loved the Malaysian Grand Prix. Not only because it was in the right time zone for me to absolutely F and watch it, so I'm not staying up past midnight every single weekend, but the Malaysian Grand Prix. Two long straights. Oh, the monsoon weather. It's never dull. You don't know. This is one of those circuits where the weather is a part of the track because it's always held there during monsoon season because it's always flipping monsoon season. It's such a good race to watch the Malaysian Grand Prix. I don't know why they haven't gotten rid of it. I do know why. I think it's money in COVID. But guys... Get yourselves back on that calendar, whatever you need to do in Malaysia to do so, because it is 
One of the best races I like watching every single year without a doubt. But I'm excited to announce this one. Number one. Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 tracks that need to be brought back. Hey, how about the Adelaide Grand Prix? <laughs> Controversial, I know. The Australian wants the Adelaide Grand Prix back. Look, I loved the Adelaide Grand Prix. It drew a bigger crowd than Melbourne does. The battles are much, much, much more memorable. Nine different winners in the 11 years that it was held there. The circuit seems more challenging as well, so really it's the better drivers that do well there. And I know that there are changes coming to Albert Park in Melbourne to allow more overtaking. And with the new cars, they may get a lot more in general anyway, but the races seem so lackluster and boring there. Yes, the Melbourne Grand Prix is boring. The only reason people like it is because it's been the first race on the calendar for 20 years. Because everyone's excited. Oh, we got Formula One? Yeah, I don't care where we're watching it. Let's watch it. Watch it now. Yeah, yeah. No. That Adelaide Grand Prix, last race of the season. Oh, my gosh. It was so exciting, so intense. There was always drama, always battle. Senna versus Prost. Schumacher versus Hill. It was always happening. There was always something going on. Some drama. So that's why we need it back. Please bring it back home. But they were. Cody's top Jesus five. Jesus Christ, Klaus. You've got to be quicker. When I look at you, when I look, let's try again. They were. Cody's better. top five. Top five racetracks that missed out or we would like to see back in Formula One. Hey. Let me know other tracks I've missed out on because there are hundreds of amazing circuits. The fact that we haven't been back into South Africa, we need to do that. Oh, we need more tracks in South America as well. Let's do that. I know Argentina's got a nice couple of tracks. Go there. Guys, we need to start moving around. Let's not get bogged down in these same boring circuits. Oh, traditions. No. F off with the traditions. Let's try new things for the new generation. The DTSs. All those fans that have come along from watching that, they they can't be brought into boring, boring races. They want to see racing in their hometown. Let's move it all around. Yeah? Yeah? Good. What do you guys think? Head over to the socials at Parker to my firm, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But that was... Cody's Top 5. Oh, well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Episode 81, done and dusted. Episode 82, in a few days' time, we're going to break down everything that's going to happen at the United States Grand Prix. Go through session by session. I'll give you my top five predictions of the race. I'll let you know exactly what's going to happen. Of course, all the news that happens in the world of motorsport we'll bring to you as well. But guys, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe and follow button on the podcast listening app of your choice. That way you'll see me as soon as it comes along. You'll see that episode there. Download it straight away. Hear my voice before anyone else does. Let it tickle and penetrate your earlobes. Earlobes? Eardrums. Yeah, let's go with eardrums. And of course, if you want to be part of the show, make sure you go to the Patreon. Link in the description. Patreon.com slash parkinginmyfermate. Support the show. Every dollar given will go back into promoting and supporting the podcast. Big shout out to our Legends Club. The Queen herself, Austin, sitting atop of the club in her throne. If you want to join her, make sure you sign up as well. Go ahead, follow me on the socials too. But that is going to do it. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Thanks for listening.
Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.